Welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. My name is Neesley, and I'm a coach, speaker, and advisor dedicated to help you grow and transform how you live and work, okay? I want to help you improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, let's talk about how to select our client. And this is all about envisioning and cultivating just dream clients that you would love to spend time with, even if you weren't working with them. If you want to know how to create that atmosphere to track those clients, stay tuned after this short break and we'll get right to it. Hey, 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 and we're back. I'm so glad that you are spending your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, make sure you hit that subscribe, follow button, whatever that thing says, where you'll be able to listen to an episode as soon as I drop a new one. Trust me, I got good stuff coming down your pipe. And if this is not your first, this is your second, your fifth, or whatever, and you've been listening and loving these podcasts, make sure you share this podcast with someone else. Sharing is caring, wink, wink. And not only that, make sure you write a review. It helps all of us exchange why we love this community and how we can grow it and expand it. I love the comments. I love all the feedback that I've been getting. And the more people that come into this space that we have cultivated, the more we can be able to help serve other people. And that's the whole point of not just this podcast, but our time with one another. I definitely want to serve with purpose. Okay. And that being said, if you would like to learn more about me, visit me on my website, denisechile.com, where we can get to know each other. You can read some of my articles and check out some of my resources. This podcast is going to be part of a larger series called Selling Superstar. Selling Superstar is a six-week self-study program where you get to learn and understand about how selling is service and understand how to invite the people that would be fabulous to work with and show to the door the people who would not be a good fit for your personal brand or your business or whatever you've got going on. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below in case you're interested in learning more about that. But let's dive into today's episode about ideal client. And it came from this conversation that I had earlier in the day with another client. And frequently I see this happening so much with People who are kind of green, when I say green, you know, have a business five years or younger, and they're like, I just find myself I'm making some money and getting some good contract, but I feel like I'm seeing the same type of client over and over again, the same name, but the same, sorry, different name, but the same story. And I'm just getting tired of it. Either they're not paying on time, or they're inconsistent, or if they're not paying, they're not doing what you told them as a consultant or a coach, and it's like you're beating your head against the wall. And then you're seeing other people, it's, it's almost as if it's a land of milk and honey of clients. And, you know, you're just amazed that they're doing the work, they're getting the results, they're referring, business is popping, and you're just sitting here just hoping for a client, any client, to come along your way. And oh gosh, I, I totally know what that energy is, is like, where 
you're running on desperation and you go online and you're just downloading any freebie about how to get clients or all this other stuff. And it feels utterly frustrating, especially when you know that you're doing this business from a place of love, a place of concern, and you want to give people the same hope and experience that you wish that you had when you were in the midst of facing that problem. I'll never forget this, the way it was explained to me by my first coach. And she was early in her weight loss journey. And it was the early days of Instagram before it's all become a Photoshop ex, uh, catastrophe. But anyway, she was just on, fo- on Instagram and she was looking for someone that she could relate to. And she was looking for someone that made it seem possible to get the results that she wanted in terms of not just losing weight, but having more energy and having what she believed was a point of arrival where the struggle was over and that there was this type of process that could work for her and her lifestyle. And I remember she said that when she found that person, it was almost as if the gates of heaven opened up and she was eager and willing to just do what that coach told her to do so that she could embark on that weight loss journey. Don't you want that for yourself? Don't you want people who are hungry, they are just jumping up in joy, bouncing on their toes at the idea of working with you? And then have you ever seen these other environments where someone's asking and offering every five seconds, 50% off, 10% off, free coaching if you buy a pack of blah, blah, blah. And this, this air of energy where you're almost feeling as if the person is so desperate for work, they're giving it away. And then think about the type of clients that it attracts when you're coming from the space of desperation versus a place of bounty and abundance. And I understand for the beginning, for a lot of us in our business, we don't really know what we're doing, not even like counting who we want to work with. And I understand what that energy is. And that's why I created this sales superstar program links in the show notes below like if you are just tired of this rat race of who am i going to talk to how do i talk to them how do they know my value proposition how do i even know whether or not they will be a good fit it goes that course will go into much better detail about sales psychology and how to improve your confidence and how to avoid common pitfalls when it comes to selling calls and all that other stuff. And it goes in, and I have workbooks and other things that will be able to really help you dial into what you want in an ideal client. But for the purposes of our time with one another, I just want to just give a high level overview about what we want in an ideal client. And I'm not talking just beyond someone that pays a lot of money and doesn't bother us and is not drama. Like that's the surface. Everyone says they don't want a stressful client. Like let's move past the basic and let's dive deeper into that. I kind of alluded, kind of hinted at that when I said that it's our ideal client is not based on desperation and scarcity. And I see this a lot, especially with new entrepreneurs where they are really working hard to get their name out there, build up their street cred, get people to see what they're doing. And they just want anybody, somebody to work with them. 
and they're on these Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups, and they, they're listening to whatever they heard from Marie Kondo or Tony Robbins or Les Brown or like whoever's online, and they say, well, I'll just download this tip and I'll follow this, and then hopefully I'll make money. And then the days turned to weeks, and the weeks turned into really, really dis- despondency. There's no other way to put it but despondency. And we make a lot of decisions that are based on desperation. We might undervalue ourselves. We might give a way lot more than what we're charging. We may take on clients that we know are hot messes because we're so desperate. And I, I definitely understand that. And I just want to let you know that above all, I really want you to believe and understand there's someone out there looking for someone just like you with your experience, your wisdom, your knowledge, your expertise, your skill set. And for you to sell yourself short because you're feeling as if you just have to get experience any kind of way is actually going to hurt you in the long term. I'll never forget one of my first clients and she was just a hot mess. And I remember she got referred to me through a VA that I was working with and she said, you know what, Denise, I really think she needs a coach. She's really waffling about what I'm, I'm, she's asking me to do. And I think that a coach would give her a lot of direction and focus. And I remember just being warned, but it was during the state of my business where I just wanted experience. I just wanted someone, anyone to work with me and I was just willing to do whatever. And while I agree that like I learned a lot in terms of my patience and it taught me about what I didn't want. And it taught me more importantly that just because someone doesn't value what I'm doing doesn't mean that it gives myself the excuse to devalue myself. It's almost as of the same kind of the situation for people who are in a domestic violence situation where they for years they're stuck with someone who's verbally or physically abusive in some form or matter and at first, they're shocked. I'm like, I can't believe they're doing this. And then they're in disbelief because like, I can't believe this is happening. And then they just lull into the state of mind where I guess I deserve it. There's no other logical reason why I'm being treated like crap. Let me just stay and just take the little crumbs that I have. And I see this idea, this mindset kind of shift into other places They where you cannot believe at all that someone would pay you premium for all the things that you bring to the table. And I want that to stop. I want that to stop right now. If you're listening to me, you're like, man, I've been taking on a lot of clients that I know I don't want to work with. And yeah, maybe they're paying my bills, but it's really coming at the cost of my self-esteem. Is giving me the funky aura when I talk with other people because I'm, I've noticed I'm finding myself sarcastic or gloom or not feeling as if I'm worthy, right? These things have a cascading effect. So I'm, as you're listening, I just, number one, never mind above all, that desperation, that scarcity mindset is really linked to your self-worth. And I talk in my Selling Superstar about how to amp up your self-worth and how to separate your identity from your role. And I talk a lot about what it looks like for you to be unapologetic about who you are and why you're pricing certain things. For a lot of people, they, they believe that 
as if you race to the bottom and you just collect a little money here and there, it's going to help you. But think about it. Wouldn't you rather, wouldn't you rather have five clients paying you $1,000 a month than having 200 clients paying you $500, right? And you might think, well, it's a lot easier to get them at a lower price point, but is it really all that time, all that energy, all that haggling can just really mess with your brain and diminish your idea of who you are? I remember I was talking with uh, the marketing rep of some um, company that I was working with, and he said that it was so much easier to sell higher ticket ticket things. So when I say higher ticket, I'm talking about like five, 10K and above programs than just like a $200 or $500 course or whatever, like a one-off course versus like an ongoing membership that's like five, $700,000 or above. And the shift in the mindset of those people who really wanted results, like, let me say it another way. Someone who's only looking for a $15 ebook and a a thousand plus dollar membership or they're 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 both coming from two different perspectives the fifteen dollar person most likely is not going to invest a lot of time and energy into their career or whatever they're trying to accomplish versus someone who's plopping five hundred thousand five thousand whatever that high ticket amount that you're selling if you want to be selling that okay i'm not trying to force people to be selling products or services or digital offerings that's not aligned with their overall goals i do know people who are making successfully seven figure eight figure businesses only on low ticket offers so i'm not going to sit here and say that high ticket's the only way to be. But I am saying that for a lot of us, we're selling all these low ticket things based on our fear that we're incapable of making big money. And I, 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 and again, I have to ask you, like, let's be really honest with yourself. Look at your personal life. Most of these things have a ripple effect in all areas of your life. You may say, no, I've got high confidence, right? But then you feel yourself sacrificing on your mental wellness or your physical health or something or you may have crummy relationship with your parents or your your romantic partner or whoever and you find yourself just looking for crumbs and then feeling unsatisfied what i want you to do is i want you to take a good hard look at what you're doing in your operation saying am i working really really hard for crumbs and now is the time to ask yourself why why is it have you had a lot of disappointments? Have you had some situations where it really rocked your self-esteem and you never really recovered from that? And it's okay to be honest and say, you know what, Denise, I got really messed up. I got sued one time or I lost a lot of money in this thing and I just really want to play it safe and I don't really want to take any risk because I just don't want to go back to where it was because it was so painful and I don't want to go back there. So let me just play small as long as possible and lick my wounds. But here's the thing, you can only lick your wounds for so long. You can only keep yourself from expanding and growing, but so long. I'm trusting the fact that you're listening to my words right now, that you're hearing the words that I'm saying. That means that you want to play big, right? That you want abundance. And attracting ideal clients really goes down to the question of 
how do I view myself and how do I view my future? And how am I diminishing my worth? That's just something that you're really going to have to ask yourself. And a lot of it comes from your lessons learned. I think about every client, every client that I've ever worked on a one-on-one. I'm not talking about my digital courses, my one-off courses. I'm thinking about the clients where I, I saw them cry and we worked through some really hard stuff. And I, and I collected a lot of information about what kind of person were they? Were they someone who could persevere? Were they someone that gave up? Were they someone that had characteristics that were common to me? Here's the thing. If you aren't willing to take the risks and you aren't willing to bet big on yourself, what makes you think your ideal client would? So this whole idea of lessons learned is coming from the stage of I'm attracted, I'm mirroring how I view myself. And based on how I view myself, I'm going to start making some decisions to become more aligned to who I want to be and create that space, that energy that will attract them. Because we only attract the people that reflect how we view upon ourselves. And I hate to say that. I wish I could just give you like a list of saying, well, make sure that you charge this amount and make sure you do these things. And yes, I do talk a lot more in the course um, the sales superstar about those details, but really the high level overview really goes down to your vision of your worth and who you want to be attracted to you. Because I, I think about myself, I, I definitely don't want to be attracted to wafflers. I don't want to be attracted to people who make excuses. I don't want to be attracted to people who love on lump on tons of self-blame and pity. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be that person. So, I'm going to be speaking and living and operating in the space of power and assurance and confidence that I can and will achieve my goals. It may not come at the time frame that I want, right? But I know that it's possible, it's doable, and I will persevere long after everyone else gives up. And your ideal client, you think about all the things that you would want to, to have in your life, in your personal life. Because for a lot of us, we're going to be spending so much time supporting clients. They might as well feel like a friend under, under other circumstances, right? Like they would be your friend. You would kind of have a beer or a beverage of choice, whatever that is. And you would just talk with them, right? To understand them and to devise a plan that makes sense and is doable, right? Why would you try to build a business based on attracting people that you would otherwise avoid? Think about that. Because I never thought about it in that standpoint. I always came from that mindset of it's all somebody is better than nobody. And well, when we start making more money, then we'll we'll be more selective. But here's the thing: that whole mindset of well, I just want to just just get over this hump and do whatever I can and and collect people that I know is not good for me is going to damage my self esteem. And that's why you have to I just emphasize this: go and review. What kind of clients are you are you attracting? What are their issues? What are their stories? What experience level do they you want that can that it's a prerequisite, it's like a baseline that makes sense 
for your business model. I remember talking with my mentor a while back and he, we were just having this conversation and he said, you know, Denise, I can't see you giving business lessons in a homeless encampment to people. Think about it. They are more preoccupied with shelter and food, right? Than doing a SWAT plan, all right? Strengths, weaknesses, uh, advantages and threats. So that's, that's a little bit more of a project management term. But the point I'm, I'm trying to say through this conversation is that for a lot of us, we are work, wanting top tier, like high class, but we're going to the ghetto for that. And then we're wondering why our business isn't growing. And I remember in the beginning not understanding that because I needed a lot of self-reflection. I needed a lot of personal development. I remember that's why it's so, so integral that you have a personal development plan alongside your strategy because it doesn't matter how much knowledge you accumulate. As long as you feel crappy about yourself, you're going to start repeating habits that from what you believe internally about yourself. And then round and round we go with stagnancy and not seeing things really manifest because inside our hearts, we don't believe we're worthy. And that's where that issue where we you hear about the not believing in yourself, this idea that we are pretending to be someone we're not. And I don't really like this idea that, well, we just need to collect enough wins and then our and we will start improving our lot in life or our business or whatever. I believe it starts right now by redefining, reformatting, and reshifting what we believe to be true and giving ourselves a, a new narrative that makes sense for us. Now, I'm not going to compare us to Oprah or Tony Robbins or, you know, Obama or whatever, whoever comes to your mind. Uh, wow, this person's really a mover and a shaker. But I am coming from the standpoint of what is possible and practical for me right now? How? What little things can I do to encourage and motivate myself? And what do I? What are my must? What are the things that I expect people to bring to the table? I'm not going to just be looking for warm bodies. I want a specific person with a specific need, with a, from a specific background, and have reasons behind that. And we're just not doing this business of just going any random places and throwing out our offers and hoping it, it would stick to one person, right? Like we're done with that. I know that if you're listening to this, like you want better for yourself, you want better for your community, and you know that there are riches in the niches, meaning that allowing yourself to lean into a certain segment of the population that you know can be radically transformed in a positive way like that's the people that you want and you're going to lean in hard into that while constantly working out all the junk from your past about past negative experiences and past all that other stuff because you know you believe in yourself now let's kind of recap everything that we talked about i know that overall i've been emphasizing so hard that it's not based on desperation and scarcity we're not operating in that mindset anymore because when we do that we only attract more of what we don't want we want someone that respects our experience and authority we want someone that has been searching high and low for someone that is just like us 
right? And we're going to make our offers and make our products based on lessons learned. We're going to be making sure that we economize our time. We're not going to be only just thinking low ticket. We're going to be thinking well-rounded. What can we do? How can we create a product or offering that can help someone? You know, do we want uh, done for you? You know, do we want, you know, done with assistance? Like whatever shape and form it takes, what do we really want? And we also want to be make sure, sure that whatever we do, we make sure that we're going to be attracted to people that would be our friend in a in different scenario. You're spending a lot of energy with these people if you're doing one-on-one. So make sure it's someone that you like. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Again, like my course, Sales Superstar goes into a lot more depth about this, but I'm hoping that you're, so you're listening. It's like, door doorbells are ringing and all this other stuff and it's like oh snap i really need to make some pivots and i'm hoping that this will inspire you to do that and make sure if you really love this episode to share it with someone else that way they can also be blessed well thank you for listening take care and be awesome <laughs>